flip off unless you enjoy, you know, the Tuesdays, the normal Tuesdays, because you're not going to have anything to write a headline about, I don't think. Well, there's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Headlines are already being wrote right now, buddy. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Yesterday was a thrill, wasn't it? Just, just a two-hour-long thrill. Just wall-to-wall action. Electric on last night's show. Because we got to talk about Greg Gard getting into it with Juwan Howard. Imagine telling yourself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah, one day, uh, this guy named Greg Gard from Cobb. Yeah, Platteville. Yep, that family. He's going to be coaching the Badgers. And Juwan Howard is going to be coaching Michigan. And the Badgers will be dusting the Wolverines. And Juwan Howard's going to throw a punch. And Greg Gard is, is going to be in the right. And Juwan Howard's going to be in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's Juwan Howard. Yep, that five. Yep, that guy. You got the right one. What an amazing show yesterday. I mean, I think I'm still high. I think I'm still riding the high from yesterday's show. Maybe we did a, we stoked some fires of, of violence, maybe. I'm not condoning violence, but also it's kind of fun. Makes for really good talk radio. Makes for really good talk radio. Yesterday was awesome. So thank you to anybody and everybody that got involved in yesterday's show. Back to business as usual a little bit today. I, I found it very odd. We got calls yesterday from people who said, you know, I didn't respect you much before today, but your take today, I'm, I'm changing my mind. Why? If you don't respect me, why do you listen? I don't care. You don't have to respect me. You don't have to like me, but thank you for listening. Keep listening. Today, we're going to be a little bit back to business as usual. I want to do a lot of Packers stuff. I want to do a little bit of Bucks. They made a signing today, and I want to talk about Giannis a little bit. Some residual stuff from the All-Star break this weekend. The All-Star break is still going on, but All-Star weekend and the All-Star game was Sunday. NBA's top 75 thing, so I want to talk about that. But mostly Packers today. No Greg Gard, unless somebody else throws a punch at him. Then I, I promise we'll get we'll get right back to that. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had an excellent day. Uh, the road sucks, so drive really, really slow. And that way you have more time to listen to the show. Anyways, so it's a win-win. You stay safe. You listen to the show. We all win. It's a win, win, win. We're all winners for getting a win. So drive slow, please, no matter where you are. It's just about the entire state that kind of sucks. So please be safe. If you are in a position to call or text without sliding all over the road, hit me up, 608-796-2558. Find me on Twitter, follow me, block me, tweet at me during the show, whatever. But you can find me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if Twitter is your thing. I want to talk about the Bucks a little bit. That's going to be in the second half of the show. So if you know you're not going to be listening at that time, if you're listening to the first half hour or the first half hour and you want to hear the Bucks talk, I'll make sure to include it in the podcast. That'll get posted after six. I want to start today with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This requires a little setup. It needs, you need to go back three or four days uh, and reflect on the timeline of this a little bit. So at some point in the last couple of days, I don't remember when it was, Pat McAfee comes back from vacation. I think he's in Hawaii. And he announces on social media, Huge guest on Tuesday. Huge guest. Massive. So we all start doing the math in our head. Well, Aaron Rodgers normally comes on McAfee on Tuesdays. So that must mean that that maybe Rodgers is the big guest. Maybe he's coming on. And we start thinking, well, is Rodgers going to break some news? What's he going to say? What's he got going on? We haven't heard from the guy. I wonder. So we're starting to put the pieces together. Last couple days. Ah, Tuesday might hear from Aaron Rodgers. Then last night, 
for those of you who are on Instagram, might have seen, and I'm sure at some point today you've heard about it, Rodgers posts a long thing, multiple pictures with fellow players and friends and even Shailene Woodley. I'm not going to read you the post. I'm sure you've heard it by now. And if you really cared, maybe you went and looked at it. And if you don't care, you don't care. So you don't need to hear it from me. Long thing on Instagram. Really, really long, reflective and thankful and just going on and on and on and on. So we put that together with a huge guest on the McAfee show today. We start looking at the NFL schedule. Well, there's some deadlines this week. We have the franchise tag period that's opening. The non-tender deadline was the last couple of days. So we're starting to be in the neighborhood of maybe getting a decision from Aaron Rodgers. And we start to think, you know, is, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire on that effing Pat McAfee show of all shows? Is he going to retire on Pat McAfee's show? Or is he going to announce he's coming back? He wouldn't go on there and request a trade, would he? That would be like LeBron James being at a boys and girls club in Cleveland and saying, I'm, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Right? That would be very bizarre. So we started to think he's maybe going to announce he's coming back. Maybe he's going to announce retirement or whatever. He's going to announce something has to be, right? There's too much going on in the NFL calendar. We haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers. This is his first kind of interview other than the MVP speech or his hit with McAfee right after the season. This is it. So we're all gathered around. Pat announces at the beginning of his show today, Rodgers is coming on at noon. Everyone get YouTube ready. Lock in. Get on your phone. Get on your laptop. When Aaron Rodgers came on McAfee's show today, there was like 130,000 people watching on YouTube alone. doesn't count on SiriusXM or wherever else you can listen to a show. There's a bunch of different places. And it's a good show, right? People listen to it outside of Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, man, he pulls numbers for this show. Within the first minute The first 60 seconds of Aaron Rodgers' head popping up on the show, there's this back and forth with Pat McAfee, and Aaron Rodgers gets right into it. Here you go. Now that we're a couple weeks removed from the season, you've won your second MVP. You look back on the entire year that was. You're just thoughts now that you're a little bit away from it. Is there any different thoughts than you had maybe a couple weeks ago after we talked about your loss? Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the few people watching that are tuning in. Just for a specific, uh, maybe news or decision, there will be no news today, no vision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lens that you know originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years, and it's something I've done in the off-season, so I'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there but um but no decision about my future today so all you just do hold on no hold on hold on hold on hold on so so mcafee's almost jumping as if to say all right everybody who's watching keep watching we're gonna talk about things jeez aaron you scare away the whole audience it's like david minota calling in half the audience you can feel the audience leaving you can feel turning out so pat mcafee jumps in and says "Hey, hey, hey we're still gonna have a good conversation though so Rogers comes out and says, no decision on my future. You're not getting anything juicy today. Now, on a different day, maybe I'd get mad about this. Maybe if I was, if I was two years younger, maybe if I was doing the show back in 2019 or in, geez, it's already 2022. So maybe back in 2018 when the show started or last year, maybe, maybe I'd get mad at this. Maybe I'd throw a tantrum and yell and bang the desk. And after all, Rogers played this up. He got us all hot and bothered. He got us all excited for a potential announcement. Then he, he trolled us. Classic bait and switch. Not cool, okay? However, getting mad about this, this is not going to make the situation better. The situation for Packers fans right now sucks. We're waiting to hear if Rodgers wants to play more, and if he does, does he want to be with Green Bay? Or is he 
Do you want to go somewhere? We're, we're confused. We don't know what's going on. It sucks. It's like Favre all over again. But yelling and getting mad and ranting about it on social media or into the microphone on the show, it's not going to help. It's just sports, after all. This is something I, I learned uh, from my best fishing buddy long ago. Uh, one of my best buddies in high school, played music with him for a long time, and we started fly fishing together. You know, we learned how to fly fish together, and now we, we do it. He doesn't live around here anymore, which sucks, but we like to fish together from time to time. And every time we go, we, we, are, we are the perfect. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm the best fishing buddy in the world, and my, my buddy is the same way because we don't get mad. There's no use getting mad about anything. You, you snag a fly on a bush, it's a fly. It's worth like a nickel, not even. You lose a big fish, oh, whatever. Try to catch another one. Drop your phone in the water. Eh, well, actually, maybe I'd get mad over that, but that's, that's a little different. No one likes fishing with someone who has anger issues. That just sucks. Makes everyone uncomfortable, ruins the day. Sports and fishing, they're, they're very similar. If you go a day without catching any fish, well, you know what? Gosh darn it. At least you got to spend a nice day out in the fresh air. Got to see a beautiful river or a nice lake. Maybe you saw a cool bird flew overhead or you got to you just get some fresh air. It's just nice to be out, right? And every day we go without Rogers news. Well, you know, at least we're here. We get to gather and chat on this show and talk about sports. And that's fun. There's no point in getting mad about this, uh, getting upset that Rodgers is trolling us, even though he totally is. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to get frustrated about this. There might come a time where I get frustrated about this. If we're a month down the road and Rodgers still hasn't decided, okay, well, then then that's different. Uh, but I'm not going to get mad about this today. Rodgers talked on the McAfee show for like an hour or so, maybe a little bit less. I don't know. I didn't listen intently to the whole thing. Who has an hour in the middle of their day on a Tuesday to just lock in? I don't. And I went back and I cut some of my favorite parts out or the stuff that I found interesting. He talked about COVID a little bit and he talked about Shailene Woodley a little bit. We don't need to dwell on those things. If you want to watch, you can go watch. It's really easy to find on social media or on YouTube. I did enjoy some of the things that he said. Uh, like, I guess you, you might have heard in that last clip, he did a cleanse. Panchakara, I believe. He, he refers to it as PK. The PK is about kind of quieting your mind and your surroundings and I literally just finished yesterday, had a great time, feel incredible. Feel incredible. Now, this would be easy to mock. Um, it'd be low-hanging fruit. You know, he's throwing up and pooping everywhere. Like, that's basically what it is. You just, just exit things out of your body from every possible orifice. That's what it is. It'd be easy to make fun of. We all do things like this, though. We all do things to cleanse, in a sense. Um, on Sunday... It was like 50 degrees. I'm sure you went outside, maybe got some fresh air, unless you hate going outside. Then maybe you hung out inside, watched the Daytona 500 or whatever. But I saw a lot of people in downtown La Crosse walking around, going for a jog. There were places uh, down on 2nd and 3rd Street. People were eating outside. It was just nice to be outside. That's a cleanse in a way, right? Me and my roommate and a buddy went for a walk on the south side of La Crosse. And there's, um, if, you, if you've been in La Crosse or if you kind of know the layout of the city, it's like the very south end of downtown, right below the brewery, uh, up against the river, there's a big island. And there's a big walking trail that goes around it. And there's some footbridges that go over the, the river and some of the little backwaters. This is nice for a walk. So we went for a walk. We took our baseball gloves, our mitts. We, we were throwing the throwing the rock around. You know, baseball might be on a lockout, but we, we got the old glove, went down to the ball fields. And on the way, we walked over this little footbridge. Um, and there were, there were beavers in the water. At first, we only saw the one, but then we saw that there were two more on the other side of the river. And I swear, we had to watch this beaver for like 20 minutes. We just stood there, leaned on the railing of this bridge and just watched this beaver go to work. And he was going to work. He was chewing on this branch. Then he'd drag it into the water. And then he would just swim around like he owned the place because he does. This beaver was a unit. And he was slapping his tail all over the place. And 
over those 20 minutes when we're standing there watching this beaver, you know what? It made me feel nice. Got some fresh air, got to watch this cool wildlife. And when I went home on Sunday night and I'm getting ready for work and Monday's show, I felt great. That's a cleanse in a way. Now, I would prefer to cleanse in ways where I don't have to take a week and expel things from my body. I don't very much enjoy throwing up. Um, (laughs) I feel like most people don't. But we all do cleanses in a way. So I'm not going to mock him for the PK. The PK is about kind of quieting your mind and your surroundings. And I literally just finished yesterday. Had a great time. Feel incredible. Feel incredible. All right. I felt incredible after Sunday. I didn't have to throw up or, or poop a lot, but we all do things like that. Another thing he talked about, question and answer about thinking about retirement. Is that something you think about a lot? No decision is being made, and that is 100% okay. And by the way, your life, your world, people are going to be mad at you for it because they were expecting it. That's on them, not on you. But have you thought about that anymore? I assume that has to be all you're thinking about, or no, are you trying to compartmentalize everything? All I'm thinking about? <laughs> uh, no, buddy. There's there's other things going on, like doing Poncho Carl. Um, but no, uh, the off-season, I feel like, kind of, you know, it begins when your season ends uh, on paper, but it really starts to begin once the Super Bowl is over. And, you know, I started this this PK before, you know, during Super Bowl week, so I was actually on it, you know, when I, when I won the MVP the other night. But uh, but that's when the offseason starts to starts to take place. I think after the Super Bowl, and you start to you know think about the next season, and for me, my future. And so there's been you know some definitely some contemplative days. He's thinking about retirement, but he's also thinking about a lot of other things. I do. I got to plead ignorance on this one. I re- I really do. And I'm, my goal is to not get frustrated about anything Rogers said today. And I think we can pull that off. I think most people are frustrated about what he didn't say. I think a lot of people were expecting some news or a decision. We didn't get that. I got to plead ignorance on this one. Maybe I'm the dense one. What decision needs to be made here? There's no way he retires. There's, right? There's no way he's retiring. Not only because Brady and Roethlisberger retired and you might have to share a Hall of Fame stage. Like, yeah, that, that, that's a factor. But also, he's got a lot of football left, doesn't he? What is he going to do? Go sit at home? It's not like he's got a wife and kids to hang out with. Not yet. Maybe he wants to quit football to start a family. I don't know. But what's the decision? What decision needs to be made? He's not retiring. Is he really deciding whether or not he wants to request a trade and leave Green Bay? I don't know why he would do that. I mean, think two variables here. A, Packers have him under contract for another year. So he would need to request and, and not strong arm his way out of town, but I... Might, might get a little nasty, could get a little ugly. Fans maybe wouldn't like it. And B, what spot is better? What is a better spot for him to go try to win? Really quick, don't think, just say it. What are the best quarterbacks in the NFC? Who are they? Name, name them go. So Rodgers, if he stays, um, Stafford, uh, uh, Russ, Dak, Kirk, the, those are the quarterbacks in the NFC? And you want to get traded to Denver, which is a nice roster. And maybe he wants to change the scenery. Maybe that'd be cool. Lots of pot in Denver. I, I get a sense that maybe that's something Rodgers would enjoy time to time. Cleanse the spirit and the soul or whatever. I don't know. Maybe throw on some Creed. He really likes Creed. I don't know what pot and Creed would be like together, but maybe that'd be cool. Maybe that's what Rodgers wants. I don't know. But you want to jump to the AFC, go against Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. What if Deshaun Watson is cleared and he's now back and playing for the Texans? Like that's... Why, why would you want to do that? 
I, I just, I, I don't know why he'd want to leave. And I know he's not retiring. So what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, this decision that he's pondering and trying to make, I guess I just, I don't know what the decision is. But whatever, take your time, decide whatever it is you're deciding and we'll be ready and waiting when you do, Aaron. Let's talk more about this. Another cut or two I want to play you, including Roger's take on Tom Clements coming back. I found it interesting, and that's something that we've talked about a little bit. So we'll hear Roger's angle on that and maybe uh, make our response and our opinion on the Tom Clements hire. Make it make sense, Rogers. We'll hear from Rogers more coming up next. And I want to hear from you. 608-796-2558. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills hope you're having a swell day drive safe roads stink and i did the morning show here in lacrosse dave is on vacation our morning show host on wkty and i left this morning i left early because i thought it was gonna be a mess i got out to my car it was fine a little ice on the windshield would scraped it off but then when i left to go home from the morning show oh boy and then when i came back to do this show even worse So if you are out and about and you're not, I'd like to think that a lot of you are sitting at home listening and you have an old-timey radio next to your couch or you're listening on some app or stream. But if you're driving home, like I'm sure a lot of you are, please be safe. Please go slow. More time to listen. More time to talk about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Really interesting and uneventful, but yet also eventful hit on the Pat McAfee show today. So we're kind of sifting through that. My rule of thumb with the McAfee interviews this year, I will play and discuss what is in our realm. So if he's talking about the Packers and about sports or about something interesting, we'll talk about it. If he's doing the COVID thing and the vaccine thing, we're just, we're going to leave that be. You can, you can listen to that. You can talk about it. You can yell at me on Twitter about that if you want, but I'm just not, we don't need to bring that into this forum because then we'll get calls that we don't need. So we'll just, we'll leave that part of the interview be. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. He did a cleanse. Uh, Panchakarma, I believe he called it PK for short. The PK is about kind of quieting your mind and your surroundings. And I literally just finished yesterday, had a great time, feel incredible. I had food poisoning a couple weeks ago, and I bring it up because DH from Etrick says burrito equals cleanse. Duckin Holman says, I had a BK cleanse one night, undercooked Whopper. Yeah, that'll do it. I had food poisoning about three weeks ago. Uh, the timing could not have been worse. It was the weekend after... Uh, the Packers lost to the 49ers the week after. So I was in Milwaukee that weekend. I went to the Bucks game. Remember, Bucks kings the night of Packers 49ers. And then we went out for breakfast, this place in Milwaukee, on Sunday morning. And I think that's what did it. Because all of Monday, I just felt a little, something was off a little bit. Didn't quite feel great, but I came in and I did the show. Uh, and I was scheduled to take a vacation day on Tuesday because there was a concert in the cities. So we were super amped about it. My girlfriend called me right as I was finishing the show. On that Monday night, she's like, yeah, I think I have food poisoning. And I go, oh, no. Like, I need to get home now. Like, I sprinted home from work. Out to my car, went right home. And that was that. Then went to the concert the next day. Like a machine. I felt like a shell of myself. Not like a Pach Karma cleanse at all. Uh, Very different. Uh, Probably similar processes, expelling things from your body. I guess different results, though, uh, which is interesting. The PK. The PK. The PK. Good to know. Something else that Aaron Rodgers talked about and something that we've talked about and we've mentioned on this show is the return of Tom Clements, his guy, quarterback coach, who 
who was in Green Bay when he came up through the ranks, and then he returned in 2015 as the offensive coordinator for Mike McCarthy, even called plays for a little bit before McCarthy was like, no, nah, give me that back. I want to call more plays. What I said about this hire at the time, to reiterate, I wasn't amped about the hire. It feels like the Packers have been going in circles. Well, honestly, it feels like we've been going in circles ever since 2013. We had that two-year grace period after the Super Bowl, and ever since then, this team has just found ways to come up short. And sometimes it's not entirely their fault. It's injuries. Um, it's roster decay. It's a tough matchup. But it just seems like this team has walked in circles and tried similar things over and over again. And they keep coming up short. They keep losing to different teams. The, the, the results look different, but the outcome has been the same for a while. Feels like we're going in circles. And at the end of Mike McCarthy's tenure, who did he bring back? Remember, he brought back Joe Philbin, right? Well, he used to be here. Let's bring him back because this guy ain't working with Aaron Rodgers. We'll bring back someone Rodgers knows. Okay, great. And then Joe Philbin ended up being the interim coach for a couple games. Remember the Joe Philbin game against the Falcons? The using two challenges in the first couple minutes game, just electric, fantastic. And a few different Tom Clements theories. The obvious one is that he was brought in to appease Rodgers. Uh, I think it was Dean in Eau Claire who said that they really brought him back to to bring up Jordan Love because Tom Clements was in Green Bay for the Rodgers to Favre transition, so he was working with Rodgers behind the scenes too. Who knows what kind of impact he had on Rodgers? We don't know, but he was at least there. From the transition, from Favre to Aaron Rodgers. So maybe they brought him in thinking, well, he can coach up Jordan Love. Or maybe he was brought in just because he's buddies with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Nobody knows except for in the Packers. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about Tom Clements coming back. Tom Clements got hired to be the quarterback coach of the Packers. Tom and I go way back. I love Tom. I mean, Tom is, I owe him so much credit for my development. That's great. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see him back in a game. The game is better when Tom Clements is coaching because he's one of those special, special coaches. Doesn't get all the credit he deserves. He's kind of just been one of those lifer guys uh, in the business, but fantastic teacher of the game and, and uh, great for young players as well. Like when I was a young player, off season was obviously different back then, but man, he was instrumental in my development for sure. This sentiment that I keep seeing everywhere, especially on Twitter and GWP dad are a German wire hair pointer guy. Still, I'm still in awe, in a good way, that that was your name that you told me. That's fantastic. He texted in and said, Tom Clement's not come out of retirement to coach Jordan Love. Do we know that for sure? Do we know that for sure? Who's to say Tom Clements isn't bored out of his skull and his family's driving him nuts and he's like, oh, I have a chance to come back and coach for a couple of years? Hell yeah. Who, know, who knows? Maybe he did come back with the idea of, yes, a reunion with Rodgers, maybe, but also bringing up Jordan Love because, as Aaron Rodgers said, great for young players. Excellent for development of young players. And he said Tom Clemens was instrumental in his own development from the time he was drafted in 2005 to the time he took over in 2008 and then eventually got good in 2009 and won the Super Bowl in, in 2010. Why are we all so sure that Tom Clemens isn't coming in to just coach whoever? It's a good gig. It's a Packers quarterback coach. Pretty high-ranking spot on an NFL squad. Who, who's to say he just wasn't bored in retirement and he wanted to come back and work and... You know, did a little sniffing around, and the Packers like, hey, we need a new quarterbacks, coach. You did something similar from 2005 to 2008. Why not come do it again? I'm but Probably didn't come out of retirement to coach Jordan Love, but I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion like so many of you do. And if they did bring him in to, to teach Jordan Love, what a, what a brilliant strategy. It's the ultimate Trojan horse, right? Because Rodgers is like, oh, they're bringing back. They love me. 
they're bringing back Tom because they know he's my buddy. Well, also, he's great for young players. He's great for the, the development of Jordan Love. So it's great. It's a move that's geared towards the future and Jordan Love, maybe, but it's disguised as Roger's buddy. It's beautiful. It, it's, a, it's a brilliant move if that's what their mindset is. Maybe it's not. Maybe they just brought him back because they do want to kiss Roger's ass. Maybe, maybe. But I, I don't I don't think it's a sure thing like a lot of you do. Oh, he didn't come out of retirement to coach Jordan Love. I, I don't know. I don't know. People retire all the time and very quickly realize, oh, I'm bored, right? And it's either repurpose a van or an old school bus and drive around the country or golf or take up fishing or find a little side gig. Coming back and coaching quarterbacks to the Green Bay Packers, not a bad gig. Assuming you don't want to repurpose a school bus and drive around the country, which does sound fun, but very time-consuming. And I think van life or bus life would get old after a while. doesn't seem to be Tom Clement's thing. Seems like quarterback coaching, maybe maybe more up his alley. 608-796-2558. We'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. Your cleanse experiences, or slash food poisoning experiences, or what you think of possibility of Aaron Rodgers coming back, the possibility of Tom Clements coming back. Now, what I want to talk about next in the take that I have for you it seems that the Packers are bringing back friends of Rodgers. Randall Cobb, let's make him happy. Tom Clements, let's make him happy. I think the strategy to really maximizing Aaron Rodgers, if he's back on the Packers this year, is not to make him comfortable, but quite the opposite. Make him uncomfortable. I'll explain coming up next. Wisco Sports Show, back in a few minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Some breaking news. Thank God about the Packers. I didn't think we were going to get any today. They signed a kicker. This is the most Packers thing ever. On a day we're expecting something big, we're expecting news, and then they make a move just big enough to make us pay attention, but it's normally a long snapper or a kicker. They have signed kicker Dominic Eberly. Eberly? I'm going to Google this guy. What's his story? Dominic Eberly. Hi, shut up. Is that a Utah State jersey? He's from Utah State. God, that's funny. (laughs) Of course, Jordan loves Buddy. Always some connection with Green Bay and the quarterbacks. That's funny. So the Packers signed a new kicker. I I have a prediction that I feel pretty good about. I I think the Packers are going to draft a kicker this year, and they're going to draft this kicker in a round that's going to tick a lot of fans off. I don't know what round that is. I don't, I don't know exactly, but but you get the you know what I mean, right? That's happening this year. It has to. There's no other way. They took Hunter Bradley, a long snapper, in the fifth round. They can draft a kicker with a semi-premium pick. Goody's got it up his sleeve. You absolutely know it, but that's the only bit of Packers news. We have Dominic Eberly slash Eberly, not sure. Kicker, Utah State. Schmidt on the north side, thank you for the help. The text, 608-796-2558. Forgot to point this out. He says, not sure if you touched on the Bucks. And the Javon Carter buyout, but a backcourt defense, including Drew and Javon Carter, could be terrifying. Well, Schmidt, since you brought it up, the pairing of Javon Carter and Drew Holiday is awesome. Javon Carter could be described as a bulldog. Played for here's my Mike Clemens impression. Played for Bob Huggins, West Virginia, tough nosed kid. Everyone has good things to say about him. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Longtime starter at West Virginia, just a bulldog who can kind of shoot threes. He's okay. 
I see him a little bit like P.J. Tucker. And when Drew Holiday needs to carry more of the offensive load or when Drew Holiday's on the bench, well, then you could stick Javon Carter on whoever and just have him put him in the torture chamber. It'd be great. I love it. And as soon as we heard that Goran Dragic is going to be signing with the Nets, my first thought was, okay, well, who are they cutting? Because the Bucks will probably get that person. And they did. As Schmidt, I, I know you, I saw you predict this on Twitter. Schmidt on the north side, well done, job well done, and thank you for the text and the reminder. John has a text just to piggyback off of our Tom Clemens conversation. He says, from John, hi, Grant. Why is Mike Zimmer too old and Tom Clemens isn't? I don't think either one is. Thanks. Um, I mean, I don't think he's... T- I don't think Mike Zimmer's too old in in actual age. He coaches old. That's his problem. Right? There's a lot of old coaches in the league who are very adaptable. Like Wade Phillips has adapted a million times over and continues to be a leading defensive mind. Now he's he's old and actually not coaching anymore. But for the last couple of years, you can have old coaches that are really, really good. Andrew Lee, Andrew Reed. And did I just call him Andrew Reed? Stop the show. Stop the, I'm going home. I'm sleep-deprived and I'm hungry. Andrew Reed. Andy Reed, coach of the Chiefs. One of the oldest coaches in the league. He might be the oldest coach in the league, actually. I'm not sure. Very adaptive. Very smart. Not rigid at all. Mike Zimmer was old in age, but also old in strategy. Right? Coach like it was 1986. That was the problem. Not his age. Players will listen to anyone who's a good leader and got a good offensive or defensive scheme. Zimmer didn't have that. And he was crabby. And not personable at all. I'm not saying Tom Clements isn't too old. Maybe he is. How old is Tom Clements? It's not like the guy's 80. First, I want to know how old Mike Zimmer is. Mike Zimmer age. Love the internet. So Mike Zimmer's 65. Andy Reid age. Andrew Reid. Shut up, Grant. Andy Reid age. Andy Reid's 63. So about that age. How old is Greg Popovich? Greg Popovich. 73. Okay, and Tom Clements. I just minimize my window. Hold on. Tom Clements is, he's born in 53, which makes him, him, him. How old does that make him? 53? Make him 70, 69, 69? I'm doing that in my head. Depends on when his birthday is. So that would make him, whatever, about in his late 60s. I don't think a coach can be too old if they're young at heart. I hate that I said that. Can we take a commercial break? I hate how I've established myself in this segment. This is terrible. Um, I don't think either one is too old. Age is just a number, John. Don't get so caught up on how old a coach is. Get get hung up on how old they coach. There. We'll leave it at that. I do want to talk about Tom Clements coming back. And I'm going to keep calling him Mike Clements on accident. So that's a problem I've been having this week, too, that I need to get better at. I didn't like the Tom Clements hire because it seems like the the Packers are going in circles. Seems they've been having issues for 10 years. So why are we trying things that have failed in the last 10 years, ever since 2010? I don't like it. It feels like we're going in circles when we need to try to pioneer. We need to pivot. We need to adapt. We need to invent. We need to get smarter and try new things rather than reattempting things from the past that haven't worked. That's why I don't like this Tom Clements hire. Another reason I don't like this hire, it's at least partially designed to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And make him comfortable. And I don't think making Aaron Rodgers comfortable is what the Packers need. I think uncomfort, discomfort, struggle, that's good. That's that's what we want. Think of the last two Super Bowl champions. Okay, let's think of the Buccaneers from two years ago. How long had Tom Brady been there? One season. How long had he played with Chris Godwins, 
Mike Evans, that offensive line, how long had he been with Bruce Arians? One year. No familiarity there. It's not years of background and experience and years of, of unspoken connections formed with those wide receivers. No, he just got to town. He had to learn on the fly. Get ready with these players on the fly and practice on the fly and learn and, and come up with new things on the fly. Very fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants operation, Tampa, two years ago, and it worked out. What about this year? Who won the Super Bowl this year? The Rams! How long had Matthew Stafford been with the Rams? One season. One season with Cooper Cup. One season with Sean McVay. One season with that offensive line. Von Miller got there in the middle of the year. Odell Beckham got there in November. When did Odell Beckham move? It was so late in the season. It was post-trade deadline. He gets there. Wow, look at that. They, they form chemistry. They're getting it and figuring it out on the fly. Not comfortable. There's no there's no years of depth and background with that group. They're figuring it out as they go. There's discomfort. There's a learning process. There's a growth period. And I don't think these teams won because the quarterbacks just got there. I don't think the Buccaneers won because Tom Brady was new to Tampa. And I don't think the Rams won because Stafford was new. As if they wouldn't have won if Stafford had been there for years. Or or if the Buccaneers wouldn't have won if Tom Brady had been there for a decade. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is newness and unfamiliarity, if that's a word, and discomfort didn't prevent those teams from winning a Super Bowl. Tom Brady only being in Tampa one year didn't prevent Tampa from winning the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford being new in L.A. didn't stop them from winning at all. It maybe isn't the reason that they won, but it's not the reason that they didn't, right? I don't know that the Packers should be so obsessed about getting old assistants and old wide receivers. And, oh, we got to get Devontae Adams back because they've forged a seven-year connection that's unlike anything we've ever seen. Not in the playoffs, it's not. It doesn't work in the playoffs. I want to keep Devontae Adams because he's a really good wide receiver, not because of any unspoken connection that they've formed over the last couple of years because Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup showed us that's not necessary. Tom Brady and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown showed us that that's not necessary. And you could say, well, Gronk was there. Okay, one guy. One guy. I don't think the Packers should be so obsessed about placating to Aaron Rodgers and making him comfortable and feel at home because he's been comfortable and he's felt at home for 11 years and it's not getting it done. I'm not saying they should shake up the whole roster, shake up the coaching staff, shake up. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying they should intentionally anger their quarterback, but if Aaron Rodgers is like truly invested in winning and winning in the playoffs and trying to win a Super Bowl, you might need to get uncomfortable. That's what the Bucks did last year. They spent the whole season trying different things and implementing new things into the offense instead of placating all of their best players and saying, no, this is always what's worked, so we're going to keep doing it. This is the system that's won for us in the past, so we're going to keep using it. No, they realized the system didn't work in 2018 and 2019, so they had to change something. They brought in a new point guard, right? They brought in a new big in Bobby Portis. They shook up the offense. They shook up the defense. They tried different things. They were switching one through five alongside playing drop coverage. They were utilizing the dunker spot, and it cost them some games in the regular season, just like the Rams went through a tough stretch in the regular season this year, and the Buccaneers lost to the Bears. Lost to the Bears in their championship season. I I just think comfort is overrated. Comfort doesn't win Super Bowls. 
Now, I don't think you need discomfort to win a Super Bowl, but let's stop acting like comfort is a precursor to success because that's what Packers fans have told themselves for the last decade, and it certainly hasn't been the case. 608-796-2558, we have a texter <laughs> named Rookie of the Year who just texted in and said, age is just a number. Yeah, and a jail cell is just a room. Uh, that's one way to to react to what we're talking about. Rock and Rick says, I was pretty pumped weeks ago when you guys said Denver was going to sell the farm for Aaron. I hope this hippie, tree-hugging, wishy-washy person he's portraying doesn't hurt his value. No, it doesn't, doesn't hurt his value. Nothing matters except can you do your job and are you not a felon? Like, I guess that's the one thing that's tripped up to Sean Watson. Maybe don't break laws and be a pile as a person. If you can ball, personality is a little weird, whatever, it's fine. Kawhi Leonard is a great example. Kawhi Leonard's a weirdo. Really nonverbal, doesn't communicate, but he shows up and he's a monster when he's healthy. Aaron Rodgers is great in the regular season, with certain exceptions. No, he's not he's not taking his value because he did some cleanse. He might be a little weird, but he's not taking his value because he you know cleanse. I hope that Denver or one of these other teams tries to sell the farm for Aaron Rodgers. I, I would be excited about the idea of getting a haul in return for Rodgers, and I'd be excited about him staying. I think the Packers are in a good spot. I don't think there's any catastrophic direction that this team can head. I think they're in a fine spot. They're in a good spot. Comfort is overrated. Let's not obsess over bringing back former teammates and former assistants because we've seen the last two years in the NFC. You don't need to be comfortable and familiar to win a Super Bowl. In fact, maybe it's better to be a little uncomfortable in stages, in moments throughout the season. Let's talk more about that. Take a three-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Got a couple minutes here before 5 o'clock. If you want to interject on anything we've said about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, 608-796-2558. Give me a text for call. Tweet me at Wisco Grant. Go back and forth on Twitter. I'm being ratioed. Can I just, can I take a second to explain what's going on? So I follow this account on Twitter called Every Lot MKE, and they just post random pictures of lots from a random spot in Milwaukee. It's like, oh, here's this building and this address. And on my timeline today, uh, the address came up, 1226 North Astor Street, which is the front of an old stone building. In the basement of this building, there's a bar called Monica's. It's Monica's on Astor. It's a basement bar. It's an awesome spot. And I quote tweeted this, and I said, lacrosse needs a basement bar like Monica's. This is something I wish for my city. I want to go into a dive bar that's in a basement. I want to go down a sketchy set of steps that you can't really see from the road and then enter into what feels like a new world. And I want it to be dimly lit. I want there to be a fireplace in the corner. But I want I want it to be a come-as-you-all type of place. I don't want this to be a fancy place where you have to wear a sweater and drink scotch, although that's welcome if you'd like to. I want this to be a place for all, a dive bar, right? So I tweet, lacrosse needs a basement bar like Monica's. I have people in my mentions who are like, uh, go to Le Chateau. Go to Le Chateau on Cass Street. I have people linking the address and sending me pictures. I've been there. I know what Le Chateau is. That is a very nice place. And it is a nice place. I do like that place. I've been there. That's not the same. So every time I go on Twitter to see if someone's tweeting me about the show, it's people in my mentions trying to, like, break the news to me that there's a basement bar in the town that I live. It's like five, it's like five streets over from where I'm sitting. 
I've been to Le Chateau. Please stop tweeting at me. I want a dive bar in a basement. That's different from some classy French restaurant that has a cool basement bar, which is cool, but I'm not made of money. I'm not made of money. I can't go drink there every night. So just I got that out of the way. Thank you. If you want to tweet me about something else, you can find me at Wisco Grant. I'm going to mute this conversation pretty soon. <sighs> what happened? I blacked out. Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the Tom Clements hire if it's strictly moved to appease Aaron Rodgers. Now, if there's something that they think Tom Clements can unlock in Rodgers, okay. Or if they brought him in because he's very good for the development of young players, okay. And Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today, the reason we're talking about this is Rodgers said Tom Clements, great for the development of young players. Tom Clements got hired to be the quarterback, coach of the Packers. Tom and I go way back. I love Tom. I mean, Tom is... I owe him so much credit for my development. When I, um, so I'm, I'm happy to see him back in a game. The game is better when Tom Clements is coaching because he's one of those special, special coaches. Doesn't get all the credit he deserves. He's kind of just been one of those lifer guys uh, in the business. But fantastic teacher of the game and, and uh, great for young players as well. Like when I was a young player, offseason was obviously different back then. But, man, he was instrumental in my development, for sure. So development of a young player. If all of these people on Twitter and on the talk and text line who are just saying, as a foregone conclusion, well, he's not coming out of retirement to coach Jordan Love. Maybe he is. Have you ever tried to retire and then realized, I am bored? So you pick up a hobby. Well, if you're an NFL coach, you're a football coach, right? Maybe get a job at the local high school, being a conditioning coach, or volunteer with the YMCA to coach sports. Or, if you can... Uh, yeah, maybe quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Maybe that'd be a good gig to keep your mind engaged in retirement. Maybe he is coming back because he wants to help develop Jordan Love. Or maybe this is about Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the idea of placating and making Aaron Rodgers as comfortable as possible. Not because I'm anti-Aaron Rodgers, although he's I think he's annoyed us all at times in the last year, especially in that San Fran game with the way he played. I just don't think being comfortable and feeling familiar with everything around you is what's best for winning at the highest level. I think there needs to be a little struggle. There needs to be trial and error. There needs to be mistakes that are made so you can learn and improve and get better. Look at Stafford with the Rams. Brand new team, brand new coach, brand new offensive line, brand new receiving core. Came in and figured it out, not without struggle. They had a tough losing streak in the regular season, but look at what they did in the playoffs. The Buccaneers. Two years ago with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's new to town, new offensive line, new weapons, new coach, new everything. Brand new scheme and system and culture because New England was so unique. What happened? Comes into Tampa. They struggle in the regular season. They lost to the Bears that year. What happened? They end up besting the Packers and everyone else when it matters most and they win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying being uncomfortable and struggling is a precursor to winning a Super Bowl. I'm saying that being uncomfortable and struggling and needing to fail that doesn't prevent you from winning a Super Bowl or at least getting to the Super Bowl. I'm going to, I'm going to change the the standard for my Packers to just get back to the Super Bowl. We got to stop talking about winning a Super Bowl. We haven't even sniffed a win. We got to get there first. And in a quest to get back to the first Super Bowl since 2010, 2011, I don't know if it's the best strategy to start bringing back old friends. Let's get Brandon Cobb back in here. And hell, what's Jordy Nelson up to? Let's, let's get Tom Clements back in here. No, let's, let's shake it up. Let's try different things. Let's experiment. A little trial and error. A little failure so the team can learn and improve and evolve. And then when the games matter most, you have those experiences of growth and trial and error to pull from, like the Rams did or like the Buccaneers did. The Packers haven't had that. The Bucs, another really good example. 
The 2018 season, easy, easy. Everyone wins awards, coach of the year, executive of the year, MVP. They come against a little adversity against the Raptors. They don't know what to do. Next year, much of the same. They even have a better regular season, and Rodgers wins MVP again, and what happens? A little adversity against the Heat in the bubble. They have no experiences to pull from, and they lose. So a year later, check up the roster. Let's get more top-heavy. Let's get Drew Holiday. Let's get Bobby Portis. Coach Bud changes up what he's doing. We're going to implement the dunker spot. We're going to start switching more on defense and not just running drop coverage with Brooke Lopez. We're going to go small more often. And that didn't always look great in the regular season. They were the three seed instead of being a top seed, right? And they lost a lot of close games that year. I remember doing the Wisco Sports Show during that season last year and thinking another close loss to Phoenix, a close loss to Brooklyn, a close loss to Philly. But hopefully these experiences are piling up and the Bucks are learning from this. And look, they did. And when it matters most, they have those experiences to pull from. I'm not saying the Packers should sabotage the good thing that's been going between Rodgers and LaFleur. But let's stop trying to grease the wheels and make everything perfect. Let's introduce some new factors. Try some different things. Get some new ideas and new personalities in there. And I don't know if Tom Clements is that guy. Maybe he is. Maybe. But Mike McCarthy retired for a year to go work at PFF. And he he, he might be a worse coach now. He may be a worse decision maker now than when he was with the Packers, at least late in his Packers career. I'm not sure. I'll be enthusiastic. I'll hope for Tom Clements, but I, I just, it doesn't fit the mold of what typically works in sports. You need to have a little struggle. You need to have a little strife and trial and error in the regular season. And it just seems like Rogers, we want to make him comfy. Like he's on a couch with a plush blanket and a pillow. No, get out of bed. Throw some cold water on his face. Let's go shake it up. Try something else. And I just, for that reason, the Tom Clements hire is be hit or miss for me. We're going to hear a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers. He was on the McAfee Show. We'll reset the show with that. But first, a two-minute update from Zach Heilprin. From your mother's face, wild on sea, sand stone. May the fall winds blow. Football, unless you enjoy, you know, the Tuesdays, the normal Tuesdays, because you're not going to have anything to write a headline about, I don't think. Oh, there's going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> headlines are already being wrote right now, buddy. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Before we get back into Rodgers, I got a text here. I love this. This is from Cody. He said, Grant, you need to go to the Elk Lake Tavern. It's about 10 minutes west of Eau Claire. Dive bar in the basement of an old house. It's a cash-only kind of place. It's awesome. Naturally, I looked it up over break. Shut up. Say less. I'll look it up. This place looks bitchin'. Okay, so it's on Cameron Street. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to zoom out. Okay, so it's just south of Fisherman's Park. Is this in? Where is this? I'm zooming out. Hold on. Okay. 10 minutes west of Eau Claire, you go on the way. Oh, it's on the way to Menominee. Well, I'll just drive through Eau Claire next time I go home to see my parents. Oh, just north of Carryville. That place is terrifying. Anyways, you said cash-only type of place. Cody, this is a cash-only type of show. I don't use my card at bars. I, n- I never, never, I never do that. Always go to the ATM before going to the club. And when I go to bars in big cities and like, we don't take cash, I, I get a little perturbed. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't like that. A lot of the bars in lacrosse, they're cash only. And you wouldn't believe the people that come in, they try to pay with a card. And it's it's like the bartender speaks another language. It's actually quite funny. There are a couple bars that I uh, 
wouldn't call myself a regular. I spend a lot of time there. And it's funny to watch people come in and try to pay with a card. And they're so confused. We're a cash-only bar. And I love it. In 2022, I want more cash-only bars. So the Elk Lake Tavern, this seems like my kind of place. I want a nice basement dive bar in La Crosse. We don't have one. Talking about this about 10 minutes ago because whatever. Long story. But thank you for the text, Cody. At 608-796-2558, you can give me a text or call at that number. Tweet me. Get at me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you'd like to join the show. It's the Wisco Sports Show, and my name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having an excellent day. Drive safe. The roads kind of suck, so go slow. We have more time together that way anyways. It'll be fun. We have a lot to get to before 6 o'clock. I want to do a couple things on the Bucks. Giannis spoke after the All-Star Game on Sunday, and I loved listening to him. I always loved listening to Giannis. A couple of answers that I saved because I wanted to share them with you especially his comments about being a part of the NBA Top 75, which they celebrated at halftime. It's the NBA's 75th anniversary. So they're celebrating their top 75 players of all time, one of which was Giannis. And it was really cool to hear him talk about being on the same stage with Michael Jordan and being on the same list with Kobe and Hakeem. And one of my favorite parts about it was Giannis said, there weren't there were many European players up there. Hopefully in 10 years, 20 years, because of me and because of Luca. We get more European guys up there. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and Giannis had some really, I think, introspective comments, really interesting comments. We'll get to that at about 5.30. couple other comments. The Bucks also made a signing. They got Javon Carter, who was released by the Nets when they brought in Goran Dragic. I love the fit. He's not going to play a whole lot, but he's the end of the bench guy, so he shouldn't have to play a whole lot. We'll talk about that. Some more Bucks things. I want to reset the show with some Aaron Rodgers comments from the Pat McAfee show today. If you follow the timeline back a couple of days, this has been a very interesting period for Packers fans. We're having our emotions toyed with here. Because McAfee gets back from vacation. He was in Hawaii. And he announces, big guest on Tuesday. Huge guest. So we're all doing the math. Well, Aaron Rodgers normally comes on the show on Tuesdays. So it's very likely that Aaron Rodgers might be the big guest. And they're keeping it, you know, hidden. They're building intrigue. Okay. So that's on our radar. And then last night, after I went to bed, I went to bed so early last night. Oh, I was doing the morning show, so I was trying to get a good night's sleep. And I woke up, saw tweets. Aaron Rodgers posted a long thing on Instagram. It's a couple different pictures, some with teammates, uh, one with Shailene Woodley. He was just talking about everyone he's thankful for. It's just a gratitude post, right? Long rant. I'm not going to read it. If you want to go read it, you can. If you have wanted to read it, I'm sure you've heard it by now. So I'm no point in me reiterating. So we see the Pat McAfee thing. See the Aaron Rodgers post. Very reflective we're thinking is he gonna what's this man up to right the nfl's got some deadlines this week we got the the window to franchise tag players that's coming up and we just passed it on tender deadline so this would fit the timeline if rogers is going to announce something or make a decision about retiring or coming back chances are he, he might do it on the mcafee show hardly hardly seems very reverent to possibly retire and tell the fan base you're retiring on the effing pat mcafee show but maybe i don't know rogers has done weirder things before so Pat starts the show today, announces Rogers is coming on at noon. Everyone gets YouTube ready. Get your phone, get your laptop, you know, hide from your boss at work, hide in the bathroom, pretend like your stomach isn't feeling well so you can watch. Lock in, okay? Within the first couple minutes, there's like 130,000 people watching on YouTube alone. People are dialed in. They're ready for something big. And this is how it all started. Now that we're a couple weeks removed from the season, you've won your second MVP. You look back on the entire year that was. You're just thoughts now that you're a little bit away from it. Is there any different thoughts than you had maybe a couple weeks ago after we talked about your loss? Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the uh, the few people watching that are tuning in 
just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no vision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, <laughs> but it's a cleanse that you know, originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years. And it's something I've done in the off-season. So I'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there. But um, but no decision about my future today. So all you just do hold for on, that. No, hold on, hold on, now. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, my my favorite part of this interview, um, and none of it really mattered. It was just two guys BSing. And there's some, some cool things that Rogers said that we can talk about and discuss. My favorite part was Aaron Rodgers coming on and immediately trying to calm people down. He's like, hey, there's, there's nothing interesting going on today, nothing to see here. And Pat's like, whoa, hey, hey, hey this is going to be my biggest show of the week. Would you shut up? It's at least lie. Like, keep intrigued for a couple of minutes. These people are here. Don't don't, don't shine away now. Come on, shut up. Oh, uh, which, which I found funny. Pat's like, whoa, 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 whoa in the background like i just found that to be funny i think i had another clip where i wonder if i can find it here i don't want to like derail the show to try to find it oh this is what roger said this made me laugh here's another uh part in the interview where he basically was telling people you know i'm, I'm, I'm not having anything interesting and, uh, so i'm happy to be back on with you guys again for those just joining flip off unless you enjoy you know the days the normal tuesdays because you're not going to have anything to write a headline about, I don't think. Well, there's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Headlines are already being wrote right now, buddy. And he was correct. Uh, he was he was right. There were lots of headlines. Headlines about nothing, um, but they were headlines nonetheless. Rogers, the way that he just gets people to pay attention is bizarre. No other player can do this, and I don't, I don't really know why. Why are we all so interested? I get Packers fans why we're interested. Why everyone else? It's fascinating. So... A lot of Packers fans were triggered by this. They're upset. How could you jerk us around, you troll? Pull a bait and switch on us. And maybe a couple years ago, I'd, I'd take this as an opportunity to, to have a rant on my show. And to get on my soapbox and pound the desk in here and yell about how Roger sucks and he's trolling us. Who cares? I, I mean, who, ca- who cares? Why are we getting mad about this? Well, why is that going to make this situation better? We're basically doing Favre 2.0. It's unreal the way that he has turned into Favre in less than a calendar year. It truly is remarkable. It's, especially for how many times he said, I don't want to do what Brett Favre did. Dude, you're doing it. You are literally doing it. It's, it's framed a little bit differently. And maybe you don't notice, but you, you are literally doing it. And it's insane. Because you, you've said out loud explicitly, I don't want to do what Favre did. You are. But it doesn't help to get mad about it. I'm not going to get angry. I think of my... Uh, experience as a fly fisherman. Fly fishing and, and fishing in general can teach you a lot about life and give you a lot of analogies for the show. I feel like I go to this well a lot. There's no use in getting mad when you're fly fishing. There's a lot that can go wrong. Have you ever seen fly fishermen? Poles like 10 feet long. The line is, is everywhere. It's easy to get tangled. It's easy to snag things. It's, it it can, be, can be a battle. And when you have a bad luck day where you're just snagging on every bit of grass and you just you can't buy a bucket, you can't get a fish, it's frustrating. But one of my best buddies... We started fly fishing together and we play music together and we go fishing. It's like, we don't get mad about things. We just don't allow it to happen, right? Even when you drop something in the water, even when you break something or lose a big fish, it just don't happen. Don't get mad because that ruined things, right? If you go an entire day without catching fish, you still got to spend a nice day outside with your friends. You got to spend a nice day by yourself, just reflecting in nature, listening to the water go by. Well, why are we getting mad? And I, and I feel the same way about this Rogers thing. Okay, so we don't have any Rogers news. At least we still get to gather for two hours from four to six, and we get to chat about sports. That's fun. That's cool. 
None of us are going to work in a coal mine right now. I'd, I'd say life is okay. Say, say we don't need to complain about too much. Rogers ended up being on the show for about an hour. Uh, we don't need to delve into the COVID topics. We just kind of got a no-go policy there. If you, if you want to talk about that, just tweet me. We can argue on that. I don't need to bring that to the show. Um, you mentioned Shailene Woodley a little bit. We, we don't need to really dwell on those things. Uh, I guess he did a cleanse, which I found pretty harmless and a good topic for the show. The PK is about kind of quieting your mind and your surroundings. And I literally just finished yesterday. Had a great time. Feel incredible. The PK. The Panchakara, which is basically just pooping and throwing up a ton. Um, typically things I don't enjoy. When I, we've all been there when we have a drink too many and you start to get queasy and you're like, am I going to throw up? No, I will lay on the floor miserable for three hours and tough, tough through it before I throw up. I, I hate throwing up with a passion. That does not, this cleanse does not sound like something I'd enjoy, but I'm not going to mock him for it. And I told this story to start the show, so I apologize if you're hearing it for the second time, but I, I find it to be pretty wholesome. Uh, on Sunday, a little bit of a cleanse of my own. Uh, me and my, my roommate and a buddy who was visiting. It's a beautiful day. And we're like, hey, let's take you out. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a nice, fun lacrosse experience. I think lacrosse is great. I love Madison. I've been there two weekends in a row. I love Milwaukee, as we've talked about today. I love Eau Claire. That's where I'm from. One thing that I love about lacrosse is you don't have to drive very far or travel or really do anything to like get yourself in nature. It'd be the river, or the bluffs, or just a patch of woods. The marsh is right in the middle of town. So we're like, hey, let's go for a walk. Grab your baseball mitt, and we're going to go down to the ball fields. There's an island just south of downtown La Crosse where all the baseball fields are, and there's a big dog park, big walking path. There's a footbridge that goes over this little back channel of river and takes you onto the island. And when we were crossing this bridge with our mitts, we look like six-year-olds, but we're, t- we're 24, 25 years old. We got our baseball mitts like we're seven years old. In the sandlot. Anyways, we stop on this bridge and we're looking over the water. And there's this crack in the ice. And in this crack is this beaver. This big, majestic beaver. Just a tank. Um, and it was climbing up on the ice. And it was chewing around. It was walking around on its back legs. I've never seen anything like this before. Chewing on a branch. And then it would get in the water and it would slap its tail. And then we noticed that on the other side of the river, there were two other beavers. And they were just sitting on the ice, just hanging out. And we're like, how cool is this? We probably stood there for about 20 minutes and watched these beavers. And then we went over to the park. We found a dry spot. We were throwing the baseball around. Do you know how good I felt on Sunday night? When you have a chance to go out and and get some fresh air and just be in the sun. You know in the winter, it sucks. It's dark all the time. You never have any daylight to do anything. And when you do have daylight, it's cloudy and cold. Or we get weather like we've had the last 24 hours. It sucks. But on Sunday, right? And I'm sure maybe you experienced something similar. I I took a zip through downtown La Crosse. But I got back into town after a wedding. And there were people eating outside. Walking around, walking the dogs, people going for a jog, just out and just soaking it all in. I'd like to think that's a cleanse in some type of way. So I'm not going to make fun of Aaron Rodgers for cleansing. I, I think it seems like kind of a brutal way to cleanse, but more power to him. Good for him. Whatever you need to feel good. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm with Aaron on this one. He's also asked about retirement and if that's something he thinks about a lot. No decision is being made and that is 100% okay. And by the way, your life, your world, people are going to be mad at you for it because they were expecting it. That's on them, not on you. But have you thought about that anymore? I assume that has to be all you're thinking about or no, are you trying to compartmentalize everything? All I'm thinking about? <laughs> Uh, no, buddy. There's there's other things going on, like doing Ponce Carmen. Um, but no, uh, the off season I feel like kind of you know begins when your season ends uh, on paper, but it really starts to begin once the Super Bowl is over. And you know, I started this 
this PK before, you know, during Super Bowl week. So I was actually on it, you know, when I when I won the MVP the other night. But uh, but that's when the offseason starts to starts to take place. I think after the Super Bowl, and you start to you know think about the next season and for me my future. And so there's been you know some definitely some contemplative days. So he's thinking about it. He's taking his time. It's probably a good thing to think about when you're doing a cleanse or. I don't know. It's got to be the grind of football season to get into the offseason and then have time, right? You, you need time to think. You need you need time. I think this is something we need to talk about in our society more, especially we're always plugged in. We're all, our boss can always give us a call, always expect us to check email. Like, if you're like me and you live close to work, I live just a couple minutes away from, from the building where I work, like, you're always just to drive. Oh, can you drive in and can you fix something? Can you, this person can call you. We're always available. We're always connected. We just need time to just do the most basic things. Like, you know what I look forward to? I look forward to having a day where I have nothing going on so I can just clean the house. I can put on a podcast, just just clean, just vacuum, make the floor look nice, do laundry, right? Or just ponder retirement. Like, you do need time the way that our world works now where you have nothing going on and no one's trying to reach you for anything so you can just, like, exist and just deal with things. Like, oh, I have a pile of mail all week that's just been stressing me out. I can't wait until Saturday. I don't have anything to do so I can just dig into it and get to it. And I'm sure Rogers feels like that about his decision to retire. I, I just, is that the decision that he's making? I, I don't really think he, he can't be pondering retirement that closely, right? Why would he retire? He's got a couple of years left. He's healthy. He just won two MVPs. I, when he talks about his decision, I just, I, I don't really think he, I don't really think he's working that hard to decide to retire or not. Maybe if he wants to ask for a trade, but I don't know why he'd do that either. So I'm glad he has time to think about this stuff. I'm glad he's in a good headspace. He sounds really happy, which is good. Good for him. I'm not going to get mad that he didn't give us a decision today. Tyler in Triple Falls said, good take on Rodgers, especially compared to Bill Michaels being angry. Was Bill mad today? Says we need to care when a decision is being made. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's probably it's probably frustrating that there's uncertainty, and it sucked with Favre, and it'll suck for however long we have uncertainty with Rodgers, but... The end of the day, like, what? don't get mad about this. There'll be a time to be mad. Uh, I don't know if this is a time to be mad. Was Bill upset today? I didn't catch any of his show. Um, I was busy. Well, I was watching McAfee, and I was doing a couple of other things. So, sorry, Bill. You lost a listener day, but I'll be I'll be tuned in tomorrow. Big unit. I won't miss tomorrow. I, I promise, Bill. My coworker, my colleague, Bill. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Rogers talked about work-life balance. I actually thought he made a really good point. See? I'm not a total Aaron Rodgers hater. Some of the things I, I enjoy listening to. So, we'll... Here we talk about work-life balance. He had a comment about Tom Clements. And I want to compare Aaron Rodgers before we get to the Bucks to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I think Rodgers needs a little bit more Kirk Cousins in him. Something I brought up on the morning show this morning when I was filling in on WKTY and lacrosse. It's something I want to share with you. Coming up next here on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I had a great time yesterday. Feel incredible. The PK or the is it Panchakara? That's it. Or whatever. I'm not going to be jaded about this. I feel like I learned something new. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today. Okay, so he didn't announce that he's coming back or retiring. Okay, whatever. I got nothing but time. It's February. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Let's calm down. Take a deep breath. I'll be happier for it. This is the Wisco Sports Show, and my name is Grant Bills. I'm a little concerned that the phone isn't working today. Because we haven't gotten a call. Well, some days we just don't get a lot of calls. Like, I'm well aware that maybe just no one wants to call today, and that's fine. But also, I'm a little concerned if we get to this point in the show, and I haven't gotten one call, 
worries me that it's not working. Now, the text line is working, 608-796-2558, so you can reach out there. And you can always tweet me, interact on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Um, I got a bad feeling the phone's not working. So if you tried to call, I apologize. I'll try to look into that before the show is done. Get a couple more Aaron Rodgers points that I want to make. Another soundbite or two that I want to play, and we're going to get into the Bucks here in about 10 minutes. We need to celebrate Giannis. We celebrated Greg Gard yesterday, as we should. That's We needed to do that yesterday. That was awesome. This weekend made me love Greg Gard. You should love him, too. Uh, this weekend also should have made you really appreciate Giannis. He was part of the top 75 NBA players of all time. They celebrated that at halftime of the All-Star game, which is really cool. And Giannis's perspective is amazing, and I love listening to him talk, and I love everything about him, so we'll celebrate that and talk about that. Here in about 10 minutes, Aaron Rodgers talking a little bit about work-life balance. They asked him about Shailene Woodley and Matt LaFleur. And just, I don't even know how they got onto this topic. I actually think he made a great point here. You know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, and it was it was a dialogue talking point last year. You know, like, why would you, you you've, been, you've been your happiest the last couple of years. Why would you even think about, you know, retiring? It's, you know, the happiest you've been. You look so happy on the field and at work and different things. And, and I would say, I think you're missing a big, a big part of it. What happens, I think, when the home life is so great, uh, it, it, and the work life is is good as well, it allows you to have work be a bonus. So work is no longer a refuge, or home is no longer a refuge, huh. where you have to get away from a certain environment to be able to thrive. When you're thriving at home, and and loving work, you know, work just becomes icing on the cake. You know, I was I was teasing with uh, with Matt uh, before, and I mentioned in my speech, two three years together, two MVPs. There's no coincidences. And I also was telling Shay, you know, I've been with you for two seasons, won two MVPs. Like that's not a coincidence either. And I mean that. You know, when when your home life is stable and you have uh, an amazing partner to to do life with, it just makes the work life a bonus. Are they still together? Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers still together? Not that it really matters. Not that we need to care that much. I guess I'm I'm a little interested. Kind of sounds like they're still together. And they just call off their engagement. They're like, well, we don't want to get married right now. Which, I don't know, if her issue was he's spending too much time doing football things. And his issue was, well, she's got a lot of friends. And she's always doing acting things. It's like, okay, well, that's just that's just careers, guys. Like, that's... <laughs> like, maybe just don't get married until you're done with work. Just wait off a little bit. So maybe that's what they're doing. I, I don't know. I do think he makes a really good point. When you like being at home, you don't go to work to escape. And when you like being at work, you don't rush home at the end of the day to escape. Life is just more balanced. I, that's a good point. I'll give him credit for that. I feel like we've mocked Aaron Rodgers on the show a lot and complained about him a lot. I, hey, I'll call balls and strikes. I think that's a really good point. He also talked about Tom Clemens coming back uh, and being a good mentor being somebody who's good for young quarterbacks like Jordan Love and, and how Aaron Rodgers is a big part of his development. So I found that to be interesting too. If you were a quarterback coach coming in to work with Rodgers, and Clements has worked with him before, so maybe his approach would be different, but I wonder if you talk to a bunch of quarterback coaches around the league and ask them, if you had the opportunity to come to Green Bay and coach Aaron Rodgers, what would you do? Obviously, I think most people have watched Aaron Rodgers at least a couple times a year, if not every Sunday, right, for the last however many years. We all have a good idea of what he what he does and what he's about. Quarterback coach, if you had the opportunity to go work with Rodgers, what, what would you do? What would you tweak? What would you be excited to, to try to cultivate? What weakness would you try to fix? What strength would you play on? To me, 
it's an efficiency thing. It's not wasting plays. We talked about this a lot, really from Thanksgiving on. I think we hammered this on the Wisco Sports Show and saying you can't waste plays. Too many second longs, third and longs, too many fourth downs that you can't go for because it's fourth and 12 instead of fourth and four. Right? You can't waste plays. And part of wasting plays is throwing the ball away, throwing the ball in a place where you're basically just you're throwing it into the dirt. Um, this week in his work for Go Long, which is Tyler Dunn's publication, Tyler Dunn, friend of show. Maybe we should try to get him back on. Season's not going. Maybe he's got time. I'll, I'll ask him. Can't hurt to ask. He's the nicest guy in the world. But Bob McGinn, who covered the Packers for a long time, now writes with Tyler Dunn at Go Long, which you can subscribe to. Some articles are free. Some aren't. So it's at least, you know, go give it a look. Maybe you like it. Maybe you want to support his work. Um, he wrote about Aaron Rodgers in his end of the season grades. And this quote has been getting passed around that Aaron Rodgers is too conservative and it hurts his team. Here's the quote. Rodgers, for years, has played a careful, calculating game, understanding that number of interceptions plays a disproportionate, nonsensical role in the passer rating formula. Bad interceptions are bad. There are interceptions that are the cost of doing business for unselfish, competitive, stat-immune quarterbacks battling to make plays and lead comebacks until the bitter end. When a quarterback, especially one with a, uh, one with a powerful, usually accurate arm like Rodgers, deliberately minimizes chances to deliver a big play for fear of an interception, that's just hurting his team. In a playoff game, a modest talent like Jimmy Garoppolo was under every bit as much pass rush pressure as Rodgers, but drilled more tightly windowed completions down the field, largely because he wasn't afraid of the pick and a moment. So basically what Bob McGinn is saying, and this is something that has been said different ways, you know, for years, Rodgers is too conservative. He's afraid to throw interceptions, so he leaves plays on the table. He leaves meat on the bone. A lot of throwaways. In fact, in his worst career season recently, 2018, he was going to set a record. He was on pace to set a record for throwaways. I'm going to read you this piece from Peter King's Football Morning in America. This is from 2018. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, is not playing like himself. In fact, the first 11 games this year, Pro Football Focus had Rodgers on track to make the most throwaway passes since the analytics firm had been collecting data in 20, uh, 2006. His 47 throwaways means he's dumping it once every 10 throws which no quarterback has done in the 13 years PFF has mined passing numbers. The NFL average is once every 28. So he's going one in 10 when other quarterbacks are going one in 28. The problem is Bob McGinn wrote this and Packers fans and other football fans too basically said, well, what do you want him to do? Throw interceptions? That's not going to help. No, it's, it's, it's not that. Some interceptions aren't as bad as others. You know, I, I'm annoyed by LeBron, but I'll give him credit. A couple of years ago when he was talking about turnovers, he said, look, there are good turnovers and there are bad turnovers. Bad turnovers where you're not paying attention, where you make a dumb pass. And then there's good turnovers where you're trying to be aggressive, right? And that's the thing in football, too. And Rodgers so often gets so hung up on trying to make the play or no play at all when if you can't make the play, you still need to make a play. If you can't get 20 yards, then get, I don't know, four, get three, check the ball down. Be more like Kirk Cousins. When nothing's down the field, check it down to C.J. Ham and live to see another play. And now you're in second and four instead of second and ten. So on and so forth. Let's go to the phones. Mike is in Eau Claire, so the phones are working. We love that. Mike, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to make sure your phone was working for you. <laughs> you're just a testing. No, what you... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, 
What you just said, though, I, I does the whole, him and Favre are totally, Favre, I used to say, Favre is our best punter sometimes. Mm-hmm. Third and long, you throw a 60-yard bomb, it gets picked off. A lot of the times, you get a first down or even a touchdown. You know, it brings that, of course, Favre, no one will ever match Favre in interceptions because they don't last that long anymore. No. Well, and, and if you, because of analytics and newer stats, you know. Yeah. And the game is tailored more to quarterbacks now than it ever has been. But, Mike, like, think of what Favre would have done in that San Francisco game. Favre would have at least gone down swinging. And let's say Favre made a couple of big plays, but also made an interception. Chances are, the way San Francisco was playing on offense, chances are that interception wouldn't have hurt. And those couple of difference-making plays that, that Favre probably would have made from taking some risks that Rodgers didn't take, like, they probably would have won the game with Favre. It might not have been pretty. It might not have been perfect, but they probably would have won. I agree. I, I agree. Just, I feel like I'm not trying to hate on Rodgers. If he comes back, I, I like your stance on Rodgers a lot. For me personally, if he comes back, I'm all with him. I'm rooting yep. for him. Cool. Go Pack. If he doesn't, I'll be rooting for the next quarterback in. Yeah, we still got a great defense. You know, we can roll with that. But yeah, I I feel I, I think if uh, Brett Favre had the same talent as Rodgers has had in the last ten, twelve years, that he probably would have got more than one Super Bowl. I know he yeah. did have talent during that Super Bowl year in the two years they went mm-hmm. with Favre, but. Uh, more often than not, Favre made the receivers who they were, and then they go to other. Javon Walker yeah. went to Denver, signed a huge contract, never heard from him again. Yeah. Well, and, and Rodgers just... has done that too. I, I think that's just a characteristic of of talented quarterbacks. But I agree. Sometimes you need some good risk. You need you need a little aggressiveness, and especially in big games in the playoffs, I think Rodgers is a little bit afraid of making those big risks. Mike, I, I got to take a break, but before I let you go, can can I ask you an Eau Claire question? Because I got a text earlier about the Elk Lake Tavern. Have you ever been to this place? I'm fascinated. Yeah. It's been a long time. It looks cool. I'm looking at pictures. It's just north of Carryville, too. Isn't Carryville haunted? Are there a bunch of ghost stories about that place? They say it is. Yep. But I tell you, you're talking about bars and basements? Yeah. That's more of like a step down into a basement. It's not really in the basement. It's just like a downhill. The the best one is Stone's Throw. I sat in the basement at Stone's Throw with a ghost for an hour. What? Tell By me myself. More. No one was down there. He turned the jukebox on. I went upstairs and said, does your jukebox turn on automatically? And they said, no. Why? I said, oh, just me and the ghost downstairs. That... The Stones Throw is haunted. I don't even know if it's still open, but it says temporary. So I just looked it up. Yep. It says temporarily closed. So it's re- okay. So it's on bar still. What do you remember? What song the ghost played? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm asking questions. Remember? I'm sorry. What? Did do, do you know what song the ghost played? Do you remember? I'm curious. I do not. It's no. been about 15 years. I but it kicked. It was played a couple songs. This kicked on. Was playing songs. And it was commonly known. Some people know about that. Yeah, there's that. There's a ghost in that building, but yeah, I don't want to get too. I don't know. A guy hung himself in the third story in that building. That's the story behind the ghost being in the Whoa. building. Yeah, we not don't. To be, we don't yeah, I don't want to bring too much downer. No, I, I feel that. I'll end on a. I'll end on a positive. I'll end on a positive note. Yeah. I've been really wa- paying attention to the Badgers more because of you. <laughs> I usually just watch the March Madness. Okay. But the first game of the year I watched, 
is the hockey game. Yeah. I watched because <laughs> yeah. it was on CBS and I got it. And I was like, so I, I just want to thank you for that. That's, you're getting, you're, you're perking my interest. Even though I'm already interested, yeah. you're getting me into the Badgers. Well, heck yeah, Mike. This has been one of my more. favorite calls in a while. I appreciate you. I'm going to let you go, but have a good night, man. Thanks. All right. You too, man. Mike in Eau Claire. I appreciate the call. God, I love it when callers just out of nowhere bring things up like that. Stone's throw is closed. I wonder if somebody's had to talk to Dan Casper about this on 1051 in Eau Claire because I know he does ghost stories. He's super into that. Not that I'm not into that. I know that there's a ghost supposedly in Dell's Bar here in La Crosse, which is right around the corner. Um, I know a couple of the bartenders there, and one of them just like a couple weeks ago said got tapped on the shoulder. Um, and you can hear the stools moving around at night. Like a lot of these old bars, uh, they have ghosts in them, but that's interesting. And by the way, Mike, you guys get me more into the Badgers too because I know if I don't watch a game, then the Madison crowd is going to be on my ass and they'll be able to tell. So I think that goes both ways. So hopefully you are watching games because you want to be able to talk about it on this show and then I'm watching games because I know I need to be able to talk about it on this show. Let's take a break. A couple of finishing touches on our Packers conversation today and then I want to do do the Bucks for like 10 minutes. I want to hear from Giannis a little bit. So we'll do that coming up next here on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Going to take a couple minutes to put a cap on our Packers conversation. I do want to get to the Bucks. We got 20 minutes. We got time. So if you want to text or call, say something about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers before we move on, we got time. 608 796 2558. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Brian. Uh, working for Oakwood, live in Hillsboro. Listed for a long time. I just, I've never called in. Before. Oh, thanks. Well, first of all, Brian, Viroqua is maybe the Vernon County and Viroqua might be the best corner of Wisconsin that no one knows is the best corner of Wisconsin. So, first of all, I love your neck of the woods. Thank you for listening, by the way, and thanks for the call. Thanks. Um, just was wondering what you thought of this were. I. Derek Carr has said many times that he's wanted to play back with uh, um, uh, Adams. Yeah. Just was wondering if you thought that or nobody's really said it, but what if Green Bay was to trade Rodgers to Vegas and bring Derek Carr in and Rodgers stay and put them two back together, what do you think that team would look like? I Honestly, I kind of like Carr. I think it would be a good change. I like Carr too. I don't. I don't know how much I, I. I can't decide if Carr has been a very good quarterback and like like a stable quarterback in a franchise that's just had a lot of mess. Like they've had different coaches. They had obviously a lot of controversy this year. They've moved cities. So I'm I'm trying to decide, Brian, whether Derek Carr is this really good quarterback that's just kind of held back by a situation that's been messy, or if he's a quarterback with a ceiling. Like he's good, but I, I don't know if he's ever going to be great. I don't know. I, there are worse guys. So so what you're saying is they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. You wouldn't mind getting Carr back in the deal instead of a bunch of picks to then find the next well, quarterback? I, I'm, I'm thinking if you, if you traded him off, maybe got a first or second round pick back and Carr, I'm thinking it might be a pretty good pretty good deal. I mean, I was there for the – I was there at the playoff game where they lost to San Francisco, and by the time I left, I was ready to be just done with him. With Rodgers? <laughs> yeah. With Rodgers, yeah. It, it was, I, this is a word I used this morning. I was doing the morning show here in, on, on KTY and lacrosse. Like, I, it was apathetic. It's like, dude, like, go down swinging. And, and I know we, we remember exactly. Favre. Like, we probably overly glorify how much we loved Favre because he would drive us crazy too. But 
Favre wouldn't have gone out like that. Favre would have gone down swing trying to make a play. And just sometimes in big moments, Rodgers just kind of shrinks and it's very apathetic. I, I, I felt the same way after the San Fran game, by the way. So you're not alone. Yeah, I was. Just, it was just disgusting. I, you know, I, I've watched Favre for years. I've watched Rodgers for years. At least if Favre would have gotten the ball back, there would have it would have been an epic pick, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been it, like he would have gone out with the bang, one way or another, good or bad. When sometimes Rodgers, the offense just goes out with with more of a whimper. I the one thing about the Adams and, and the Rodgers thing, a lot of people think that Rodgers and Adams are a package deal, and they're either staying together or they're going together. I just. I don't know how realistic that is. Maybe, but but I don't. A lot of people think that that's just that's for certain. They're going to stick together, and I I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't think any team could take them both on at the same time. Yeah, maybe it, there's teams but, with cap space, but it does it's not going to make sense for any team. It would need to be a a perfect situation. I I, I think David yeah, Carr is an appealing idea, so it's probably one we're going to talk more about. Brian, thanks for the call. Yeah, no problem. Brian in Viroqua. Yeah, anytime, man. Call back anytime. It's, uh, and when I say, dude, Viroqua, if you've never been to Viroqua, especially, so I'm, I'm talking more people, because if, you, if you've lived in lacrosse for any period of time, you've probably taken the drive. If you live somewhere else around the state, don't bring a big crew and like keep it quiet. But Viroqua is, Viroqua is amazing. That whole area down there, Coon Valley, Westby, Viroqua. I've been driving down 14 or, or some of the other highways. Like I really like Highway P that goes from, goes from Coon Valley, and then it goes past the Westkey Ski Jump and kind of the North Skidon land down there. I've been driving around down there in the fall or in the summer, and I'm just in awe. Like, how do people not visit this every weekend? Like, we go to Devil's Lake. We go to other spots around the country. I really like going up uh, by the North Shore, the North Shore of, so I guess it would be the South Shore, the Wisconsin side, um, up near Brule and Bayfield and Ashland. Like, I love that part of the state, too, but Vernon County is, Vernon County is choice. Aaron texts in and says Favre would go out on the shield. Rodgers cares more uh, about himself and stats than a win. I See, that's where I draw the line a little bit. I don't think Rodgers is risk-averse because he's he's in the back of his mind thinking about his passer rating. I, I just think that's how he's wired. And I think in high-pressure situations, when the game is on the line, I, I think that really manifests itself further, right? Like, I know, have I used a guitar playing analogy today? I don't think so. As a guitar player or as a piano player, like if, if you've ever played an instrument, even at a, you know, at a very basic level, and then you have practiced a song and learned it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go perform. Whether you play with a, a band or you're playing by yourself or even at like a small open mic, it's a different game from playing in your basement by yourself to then taking that and playing on a stage. You sit down on the stage and you're like, oh boy, I, I thought I knew this song. I, I don't really know that song this well. So when you're put in, in a setting where the lights are on and there's people watching, even if they're your friends, right? And that pressure's on. It's going to bring out any part of the song that you don't know, any any of the lyrics that you don't know, any of the notes that you don't know. And, and I think sports is the same. And that any weakness that you have, even if it's tiny, if you get put in a high-pressure situation, that weakness is going to be highlighted. It's going to come out. And I think Rodgers gets a little tight and he gets a little hesitant to try to make a play. That throw to Aaron Jones down the sideline right before halftime even that throw wasn't really, it wasn't confident. He underthrew it. If he lays that out for Aaron Jones, it's probably a touchdown. The Packers probably then would have won that game. But he was a little hesitant. He short-armed it a little bit. He gets a little tight in big games, and, and he really makes throws like he's afraid to mess up a throw or afraid to make a mistake. And in the regular season, maybe you notice that here and there, but when the pressure's on in the playoffs, I think those high-pressure moments, those bright-light moments against really good competition, 
it highlights any tiny deficiency a player has. That's why the NBA is so great. In the playoffs, in the final two minutes, everyone is put on trial. How good are you really when everyone on the floor is going 100% and they are designed to stop you? Giannis in 2018 against the Raptors. Giannis was a tremendous player. He won MVP that year. But in that series, in the closing moments of those games, that's when it started to become obvious. Okay, he still needs to get better at this, and he needs to improve at this, and the Bucks roster is lacking this. Like, it becomes clear as day because in the final minutes of a playoff game, in crunch time, everything is laid bare, wide open to see. And you're like, oh, okay, so now that we pop open the hood of this team or this player, we notice that this is not so great and you need to get better at this. And I think the NFL playoffs, especially for quarterbacks, are similar. We saw that with Mahomes in the second half. When he was under the gun in Arrowhead, he struggled taking the layups. He struggled taking the checkdowns like he, he does at times. But it, during the regular season, you'd only see that here and there. And he would get through it, and the Chiefs would get through it. But in the playoffs against the Bengals, he couldn't. In that big moment, you saw that Patrick Mahomes' weakness, you saw it. Struggles with the checkdowns, struggles with the touch passes. Same with Aaron Rodgers. You saw it in moments in the regular season where he'd throw the ball away and he'd be little risk averse but in the playoffs when everything is magnified that weakness really shows up and that's the case for every quarterback I'm not, I'm not trying to make this a hate on Aaron Rodgers day in fact I think we've been pretty nice to him today relative to <laughs> relative to, to, to different times we've talked about him the last couple weeks let's take a break we'll end on a high note let's talk about Giannis I have a couple cuts that I want to play you some amazing perspective and, and some really cool comments after he was included in the NBA's top 75 we got introduced to all those players at halftime of the all-star game on Sunday let's talk about that to wrap up the show next this is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, final couple of minutes. I want to play you some Giannis cuts and on kind of a positive, uplifting, inspirational note. First, I, I've been going back and forth with Aaron on the talk and text line, and he sent in a question that I love. I don't know what it means, but I, I just like thinking about it. He says, final two minutes to go to the Super Bowl, down by six. Who do you want? Farver Rogers. I tweeted this as a poll question. At Wisco Grant, if you don't follow me on Twitter, what the hell, please go follow me and then vote in this poll because I'm really curious. And if you want to, you know, for political sake, get, bump our numbers up, bump our poll numbers up. You give it a retweet too so more people see it. Two minutes left, down six in the NFC Championship game with the ball. Who do you want? Rogers or Favre? I don't know if I can pick. If I know Favre is going to take huge swings. And if the Packers lose, you can't say the Favre won't try. Rodgers, it might be a, a four and out. I, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's just fun to think about. I, again, I don't, we're not going to draw some grand conclusion from that, but it's a fun question. Down to uh, the final two minutes, down six points in the NFC Championship game with the ball. Who do you want? Rodgers or Favre? Go vote on it at Wisco Grant. Giannis, All-Star Game, Sunday. It was really fun. And if you didn't watch, whatever, it's an All-Star Game. If it's for you, you probably watched. And if not, you probably don't care. And that's fine. Giannis was a part of the top 75 list that the NBA did to celebrate their 75th year uh, of playing basketball. And he gave some great questions in his post-game presser. He was asked about being top 25 or top 75. But he was top 25, too, I believe. I'm going to look up the, the actual number that he was while this plays. Here's his answer. Man, you know, like when you start playing basketball when you're young... You never imagined to be, you know, um, next to all these uh, all-time greats, you know. Um, your name being called, 
going up there to shake their hands and you know just stand next to them, interact with them. Uh, it was it was uh, amazing, you know. Kind of, I kind of tear up on stage, uh, you know, because I like I didn't, I was supposed to be here, man. Like being among those guys is uh, is uh, man, it's crazy. It's really cool. Always great perspective with Giannis. Now he's talked about meeting Michael Jordan. I've never met Michael Jordan before. I saw him one time in Charlotte uh, while we were playing the game, but I've never had the chance to introduce myself to him. I, I asked if, if he was here, but they told me he was not here at first. But then I saw him when he came out, and I was kind of in shock. You know, um, arguably the best player to ever play the game. <sighs> Man, it, it was crazy. You know, I just went up there to introduce myself uh, to him. I was kind of surprised he knew who I was, no, but it was it was fun to you know just to uh, get to shake his hand and you know um, talk even for like five seconds with him. It was fun. It's pretty cool, isn't it? That Giannis is on the same stage. So the NBA 75th anniversary team. I'm looking at lists here. I I want to. I don't want to give you the wrong number because some of these lists are alphabetical. Some of them are. Like one's the athletic and one's ESPN. Like I, I want the one that's in the right order. Okay, so this I think is going to work. I think he was, he was in the twenties, right? Anyways, I'm gonna play another cut. And I'm gonna find it because I, w- I want to find the number before we before we wrap up here. Uh, this is maybe my favorite question and answer. Giannis has asked about his goals for the rest of the season. We could all learn from this. I take it day by day. Um, I do not like when I play. I don't do not start the season and say like, hey, I want to win a championship. I just try to improve every single day. I've done that my whole career, and it kind of worked for me. Um, I try to enjoy as much as possible whatever I do uh, because that's the only way I can prolong what I love to do and not put pressure on myself. Uh, but at the end of the day, like everybody that plays the game wants to win a championship. But to be realistic, there's only four, five, six teams that can do that. For us, we won a championship last year. Uh, for sure, the goal is to go back to back, uh, but the steps to it, you know, the number one goal right now is to, for us to take a break, mentally and physically. Once we get back, build good habits, play with one another, build good chemistry, and <clears throat> when the time is there, when we get into the playoffs, the goal is obviously to win a championship. But there's the steps to it. You know, you cannot just jump to that. This is such an unbe- This is such a good lesson. God, I love Giannis. This is such a good lesson, not just for sports, but for anything you're doing, right? We have big goals in our life. I'd like to think most of us do. Even if they're not related to work, they're not related to school, we'll have goals. Like, I want to own a cool collector car one day. I don't know. We all like different things. We're into different things. You can't just have your goal be, I want to retire at 60. Like, that's a good goal if you want to retire and travel the world, but like, don't have your goal be retire at 60. Have a goal for this year. Like, what do I, how much money do I want to put in my retirement fund this year, right? Or if your goal is to eventually have this job, well, if you can't jump from the job you have to the job you want and you have other steps you need to take, then make that your goal, right? Don't, like, like in school we learn about smart goals, and it's really cliche, but, you know, specific, uh, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound, right, all these things. I love that Giannis said, look, we... Yeah, we want to win a championship, but we're, we're not even close to that yet. Right? The playoffs are a couple a couple months away still. We still have to make it through the All-Star break. Right now, our goal is to rest. That's our goal. That's our focus. We're on the All-Star break. We're going to rest. Then we come back. Goal is to get healthy. 
goal is to start to figure out some of these different things. Then our goal is to be one of the top seeds in the East. Then our goal is that, right? There's steps to it. Why is Giannis so good at life? He's so good at life. I love listening to him talk about life. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Wednesday, right? We're going to have Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. We'll talk more Rodgers, more NFL, and Badgers basketball, Bucks. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.